Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Mr. Fryer, get me out of here. It's 12. It ain't safe. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Previously on the Lawrence Holmes Show. This is from Evan Drylick, who's been one of the best reporters on this. I retweeted it, but this is what he tweeted out. MLB today indicated a willingness to miss a month of games and took a more threatening tone than yesterday. Sources briefed on the day's first meeting between MLB and the Players Association tell me. Not great, Bob, but it plays with what I've been saying. I think that they would eat 30 games. I think they'd be more, the owners would be happy to eat 30 games if they can get 14 teams into the playoffs and get that playoff revenue. But yes, there's a more a more threatening tone that always works, man. In every facet of life, a more threatening tone is always the way to go. The perfect way to go. Let me just yell at you real quick. Let me a little more threatening. Look. You gotta do this or I... Yeah, uh. look, I am someone who... For sure uses it. Not a lot lately. I've mellowed in my old age. I grab you in the collar occasionally. You Bob Knight people? Yeah, you know, occasionally. When I was young, much, 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 much younger. Long time ago. Long, 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 long time ago, as Bernie Mac would say. Make me a bicycle, clown. It's true. I have mellowed as I've gotten older, which is why we do this. Face drop! My name is Lawrence Holmes. I'm here with you until 2 o'clock. We will talk with Cam Ellis as the combine is underway and the Bears have spoken. There was something that Ryan Pohl said that I did think was interesting, and we will get to that with Cam Ellis at 1 o'clock. My top five things, if there's not baseball, that I'll concentrate on. Now, it's possible that between now and when I give you the top five list, there's going to be baseball. I'm still going to do the list. When we come back, though, Cody Westerland is going to join me. We're going to talk about what happened to the Bulls down on South Beach. And I did see a flyer that makes me wonder what was going on on South Beach. That's next here on The Score. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. And Miami has moved two games over the Bulls for the top spot in the Eastern Conference. 
They win the season series with a game left at the United Center. And the final score, 112-99 Miami. It would be very easy to look at what happened to the Bulls last night and say that it was just the Miami flu. The guys got South Beach and maybe they weren't focused. I think it was more than that. I think Miami had a great game plan and they executed it perfectly for a team that was undermanned going into the game. Cody Westerland covers the Bulls for us here at The Score. He does a great job of it. You can read his work on 670thescore.com. He joins us on Tuesday on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Cody, thanks for joining me. What was the most upsetting part of watching last night's game? Well, I think it's some of what Billy Donovan talked about post-game was just the Bulls' inattention to detail. And we know this team hasn't played well against the top teams in the NBA this season. The Bulls, record-wise right now, are one of the seven best teams in the NBA, and they're 1-11 against the other six of those seven best teams in the NBA. And Billy Donovan's talked about this a lot. It's just kind of the small things that the Bulls don't do well enough, whether it's boxing out, the Bulls were poor at that on several occasions last night, leaking out. Um, trying to get transition opportunities before the team had corralled a rebound. Uh, and they just took too many gambles against this Miami team. So really, to me, uh, it, it's just a sense that there's a level and a gear that other teams that have serious championship aspirations have showcased that the Bulls have not displayed to have themselves at this point. So in addition, obviously, to some of the matchup problems, it, it doesn't seem like the Bulls have done enough of the small things recently against the best teams to put themselves in position to, to be successful and win those games. So uh, obviously the matchup was is a tough one with the Heat. I think I have elevated the Heat to, to the second hardest matchup now uh, for the Bulls in the East after uh, the 76ers and Joel Embiid. And Joel Embiid just can't lose to the Bulls in his in NBA career, basically. But this Heat team, like Bam Adebayo, is so quick. He gave Vooch a lot of problems. This Heat team can switch pretty much anything they want to, and that gave the Bulls some problems at times. They did a really good job running some double teams at DeMar DeRozan and just making him uh, feel a little bit more uncomfortable than usual. So uh, it's a team that the Bulls have to dig deep and uh, figure themselves out a little bit here when they play the best of the best. Whether it was Kendall and Will last night or or Bill on the score broadcast of it, they all made mention of the, the stopping and watching aspect of the Bulls' offense right now. How can the Bulls address there being more movement and not forcing DeMar to have to kind of save them at the end of some of these games? Yeah, I think it's twofold. The Bulls got to get back to, to cutting off the ball better. Uh, when they were at their best, when they've played some of their best basketball this year, it's like you're always seeing Zach Levine or Javante Green making these back cuts and getting to the rim for, for, for ferocious slam dunks, stuff like that. You see guys moving from one spot on the floor as DeMar has the ball and repurposing themselves to an area with more space to knock down an open three-pointer. And I think some of that's just lackadaisical obviously from the Bulls I think probably honestly DeMar's historic run where he made basically it seemed like every shot from the mid-range there for for two straight weeks as he had over 35 points and 50 percent shooting per per game for eight straight games that probably made the Bulls kind of get a little lackadaisical in how they moved because 
it didn't matter if they did move or not. Jamar was just going to, you know, shoot the mid-range jumper and make it. Well, now when he cools off just a little bit here, they got to get back to, to who they are. So really, I think it's it has to do a lot with that. And then it has to do with identifying mismatches. I mean, we saw Vooch uh, get Jimmy Butler on a couple switches and finish at the rim well uh, in the Bulls' loss last night. But it wasn't often enough that he punished people on switches. And when the Heat did switch, I mean, part of the reason they were doing that is to kind of take the Bulls out of their usual um, number two part of their offense, or, or I should say at least a big part of their offense, which is having um, Vooch get the ball at, at the elbow or somewhere on the court and some guys play through him, uh, have Kobe White go spot up for threes, stuff like that. That kind of didn't really seem to be there at all last night. Vooch only had two assists. You know, when he has four or five assists, that's usually a better sign for the ball movement for the Bulls. So they got to get back to doing some of the things they're doing well and just remind themselves that DeMar DeRozan's not going to play like the best player in the NBA every single night, even though he did for a two-week stretch uh, and get back to who they are. And Zach Levine and DeMar got to kind of find that fluidity again and then have the Bulls knock down some three-pointers around them because they didn't do that well enough last night either. Look, Cody, you're a really good reporter when it comes to what's going on with the Bulls. You usually just shoot it straight you tell me what's going on. You tell me the people that you've talked to. But I want you to know that this is a space where you can editorialize. And I'm looking at your tweet promoting that you're going to be on the show. And it says, I'm hopping on with Lawrence Holmes next to talk Bulls. So as to not upset Bulls Twitter, we'll only evaluate the first five games of the season when the Bulls were fully healthy. Sir, what do you mean? I, I just get such a kick out of, I mean, Bulls Twitter right now is so mad pointing out every single time someone talks about the Bulls losing a game and having weaknesses at this point. Well, they weren't full strength. Yeah, we know. No one on earth knows better that the Bulls haven't been at full strength other than the people who have covered them every single game since like the start of the year. We all know that. And it's just, it's unnecessary to point out the whole context thing. You got to take it with context. We know these guys are out. Billy Donovan says these things. And he gets praised to like high heavens, like, oh, Billy said the Bulls aren't battle tested enough. Man, what a coach. Absolutely incredible. He always shoots it straight. You, you go on the radio and say, I mean, Bernstein said this this morning. I mean, I'm stealing Dan's line, basically. If a media member says that, they just get yelled at. But Billy says it, and he's a genius. Some things are just facts. This team is not battle tested. Zach Levine hasn't played in a playoff game. Io Sumu, Kobe White haven't played in playoff games. I think Javante Green has six minutes of postseason experience. Nikola Vucevic has like two first round series of postseason experience. And they were basically gentleman sweeps where his magic weren't doing much against a one seed um, on the other side of the floor. Like these guys have not been in big games. I thought Billy nailed it on the head last night. I, I loved his line, Lawrence. I don't know if you saw he said really good teams dominate what they can control, and he doesn't feel like the Bulls really have been dominating anything that they can control lately, and he doesn't like how the guys on the floor uh, are going about their business for long stretches when it comes to those details. So my point was, like, this Bulls team has holes in it. We know that Alex Caruso is going to fill some of those. Lonzo Ball is going to help address some of those weaknesses, but that's not a cure-all. Like, I guarantee it. And the Pat Williams stuff, like, again – Bless his heart. I love the kid. I think he's going to be good. But Pat Williams, a 20-year-old being out for most of the year, is not an excuse for a lot of these things that are happening for the Bulls whatsoever. And I think when he comes back, you have to realize that he can come back and be another body and maybe help you on defense. But you can't have big expectations like Pat Williams is going to fix a lot of this stuff. I mean, he could be helpful, but 
Um, this is just a team that has to face their reality, and the reality is um, they're not doing enough right now at the highest levels. As To be honest, we've switched the goalposts, obviously, at the start of the year. If you would have said the Bulls um, are a number two team in the East this late in the season, I think people would be really happy. But given where they were and what they were doing at times, I mean, people moved um, on to the next thing, and that was can this team be a serious championship competitor? And they've played a few stretches this season where they've shown that, and other times, specifically lately, they have not shown that whatsoever at all, and especially against good teams. So I just, I'm just kind of over the Bulls aren't full strength. No one's ever full strength in the NBA after, like, the fifth game of the season. And to be honest, last night the Heat weren't at full strength when, when the Bulls played them. And I know that it's hard to compare a lot of teams and their infrastructure to what Miami does, like the Heat way and Eric Spolstra, who I think is a coach that that people don't give enough credit to for how good he is at his job. But what do you see as being like the differences between the way the Heat go about their business and the way the Bulls do? Well, I think the Heat execute a lot better in the half court um, in many regards. And I think they probably just, and this is, I don't know if this gets a little cliche, but like they respect every inch of the floor a little more probably than it seems like the Bulls do when it gets to their spots. Like, again, DeMar didn't have a terrible shooting game last night when you look at 7 of 16 from the field, but it felt like they were pushing him off of his spots a little bit more uh, than other teams have at times. So I thought like that was important in many ways. And the Heat just have that that understanding of what it means to make the other team more uncomfortable when they're on defense. And that's just something the Bulls uh, haven't, I don't think, paid enough attention to detail uh, recently. And we know the Bulls' defense has been pretty darn bad since Alex Caruso went out, obviously. And again, that is a big deal to, to provide the context of that with Alex and Lonzo out. But still, like the Bulls just don't seem to take enough care in stopping the opposing point guard from getting to where they want to get to, whether that's the free throw line into the lane, setting up lobs, stuff like that. They're not making these opposing teams go to plan B in many of their sets, it feels like. It's like screen roll, they get to where they want, and there's a shooter flanked out, or someone's going to the rim and creating contact, or they have the option for the lob, and the Bulls aren't um, recovering well enough, helping well enough. And some of that's defensive limitations with Vooch. He's not... He's not a fleet of foot when it comes to lateral movement, so teams are going to take advantage of that. But again, that comes back to uh, the guys at the point of attack, too, and then the help defenders have to do a little bit more where they hedge a bit and then can still recover to their guy, and they're not doing that. And also, I thought the Bulls just, they haven't boxed out well enough lately. Like, there were three or four times where you were watching guys like DeMar DeRozan, Javante Green last night, Zach Levine, like just not putting a body on anyone whatsoever. So it's stuff like that where... um, I think the Heat are dialed in a little bit more than the Bulls, and I think the Bulls are eventually learning that lesson and will probably keep learning it uh, here down the stretch as they face a fairly tough schedule coming up. So that you can satisfy the folks on Bulls Twitter, what's the latest update on the injured Bulls? Yeah, Alex Caruso and Pat Williams sound like uh, they both need about two weeks to strengthen their wrist injuries still. Obviously, Pat's was a little more of a focused on ligaments that he had surgery on, and Alex Crusoe had the fractured wrist. But it does not sound like they are going to be cleared for contact or, or full-scale practice contact for at least two weeks. Um, that would probably, presumably, have them at least another week after that needing a full 
um, scale of practice and contact, getting back in the flow and everything. The good news is their cardio and, and conditioning should be pretty good, uh, but they got to have full trust in, in the wrist injuries to be able to do everything out there before they can return. So it still feels like to me you're looking at maybe late March for, for those guys at some point and getting them back um, and having maybe the Bulls have, what, 10 games or so with, with the full scale of everyone. Lonzo Ball has has his running, but he's doing basically straight line running, not doing side to side running. It seems like his six to eight week timetable after his late January surgery uh, is kind of the same thing, still on track for probably, it seems like a, a latter half late March return for Lonzo as well. I would note that those always Lawrence feel like best case scenarios, yep. right? Um, no one ever hardly moves anyone up like a week or 10 days in their returns at this point when it's been so long. So uh, I, I would think getting these guys back in late March w- would be a good goal for the Bulls that they would like to, to have those guys back. I don't know if I've ever seen an injured player be more involved than Alex Caruso. Like he's he's fun to watch, like even on the bench. Tristan Thompson are something, man. Like those two never stop talking like. I don't know, maybe the Bulls wanted to to get Tristan Thompson in there uh, in, in large part because of his communication. And I say that like half seriously, half joking, but like Billy has been frustrated by the Bulls' defensive communication sometimes. Like Tristan never stops talking and Alex Caruso never stops talking either, but Caruso obviously hasn't been on the court. He's been over there on the bench. It's helpful to have Tristan out there too. Those guys are just always jabbering about something. The other night, like I was just, I was chuckling because like, Matt Thomas is like the 15th man on the Bulls roster. And Tristan Thompson was like talking his ear off. I think it was last Thursday at the United Center and is against the Hawks and like never stopped talking. I'm like, what on earth could he be telling a guy who's like probably not going to play any role in this game? But um, these are veterans that that see stuff on the floor and want to tell their teammates. And you've seen some of this, too. I mean. If you, if you want to be honest, like some of the Bulls' problems on the defensive end are just like you don't see screens coming. Like there's one last night where um, Io didn't or Javante didn't call out a screen for Io or Io didn't call out a screen for Javante, and it was an easy lob for, for Jimmy Butler. So stuff like that, you understand what someone's voice can mean like that for, for an Alex Caruso type in addition to their defensive prowess just on the floor. Um, anytime you can see something before it happens, it's, it's so crucial. And he has that. And he's happy to yell about it off the bench, even when he's not playing. Cody, as always, thanks for the time. And I'm glad that you let loose a little bit today. Oh, and anytime, Lawrence. We'll, we'll get these Bulls back to full health at some point and then see what they can really do. That is Cody Westerlin. He covers the Bulls for us. Follow him on Twitter, at Cody Westerlin, so you can be a part of the conversation when he's admonishing you on Bulls Twitter. When we come back, we will do top five. There's been no deal yet in baseball, so I will share with you my top five things that I'm going to focus on if there is no baseball. That's next here on The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Top five Tuesdays on the Lawrence Holmes Show. But since the day is Tuesday, it doesn't matter in the slightest. Top five Tuesdays. I've only seen a couple, but that's definitely top five. Is it Tuesday? Can't you ask me an intelligent question? Is this the Lawrence Holmes Show? You're damn skippy. Then it's top five Tuesdays on the Lawrence Holmes Show. Got it? Good. Top 5 Tuesday, we like to have a little bit of fun with this segment. And since, as it stands right now, there is no deal between the MLBPA and MLB, I wanted to give you my top five things that I will concentrate more on, if not more on, but more on, I guess technically if you wanted to, you could say that I'm the moron in this scenario, but that's fine. If there is no baseball. So where will I put all of my angst and all of my extra viewing time that I will have if I don't have White Sox baseball to complain about? So I put together a list. Number five. Everyone watching tonight wants an answer to your relationship with the WWE chairman, Mr. McMahon, is what exactly? None of your business. How about that? How about that? That's my guy, Kevin Egan. He is on House of L this week, and we actually do talk about the WWE portion of his career. I'll tune in on a Monday night now and see what's going on with WWE if there is no baseball because I want to support my guy and what he's doing, and I'll have the time at least until softball comes back, and then I won't have the time anymore because our games are on Monday. Are we still playing? I think so. Number four. Pushes a bunt to third. James to first. He 
He's out. What a way to end it. And what a way to end a drought. Mississippi State, the national champions, destroying Vanderbilt 9-0. College baseball. I've enjoyed the first couple of weeks of college baseball. MLB Network has shown a couple of games. There's part of me that's like I should not be supporting MLB Network until this thing is done. So I do jump over to the SEC Network if I do want to get my college baseball fixed. Now, like you heard in that soundbite, over the last, what, decade or so, maybe even 15 years or so, different alloy bats that are happening. So you're not getting the old ping that you used to get when I was playing, which is the joy, like hearing that ping is, is pretty awesome. You don't really get that now. What's the noise again? Ping. That's what you get. Well, you used to get. You don't get it anymore. Now the bats are deadened because, you know, you don't want someone to get hurt. And the action off of those old bats that I was using back in the 90s, my goodness. I'm glad that they've gone in this direction. I get that it it would probably be cost prohibitive to do wood bats, but still. Although now, I mean, with the way that these, how much these bats cost? I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't be. I'd Ask the people at home with bats about that at some point. Number three. Miguel Navarro, Robert Barrett on the turn. Can he get the shot away? Yes, he can. Robert Barrett gives the fire the lead just moments before halftime. Now, here's the thing. That's from last year. I watched the opener on Saturday, and they are very lucky to escape Miami with a point. Iguain had real control of that game in the second half. I was not happy with the Fires' defense. They escaped. But I will say, John Duran, was he 18? I walked away from the match very impressed with what that man might be doing. Hey, I got to go to one of those games because I was looking at those highlights, the Miami one, and I was like, oh, zero to zero. I, I need a goal or something in here. Well, that usually is the way that a lot of Americans feel about soccer. And then there will people there will be people that will tell you MLS isn't high, high enough level soccer to get the average American fan to explore it, which is why a lot of American fans have a Premier League or have a Serie A League team or a Bundesliga team. That's, but I am going to be paying more attention if there's no baseball. I I mean, I'm probably just going to pay more attention anyway because I enjoy soccer. They play Saturday, I think, at Soldier Field. So if you want to go, I mean, I'm not going with you. I'm saying that you could go if you were so inclined to go watch the fire. But I'm, I'm excited to see they've changed some things up. They got some stuff going on. I need their defense to tighten it up. Need to do a little bit better marking. Especially on the set pieces. Didn't like it. Didn't like it one bit. Got lucky. Number two. Flaherty pops it up. Warriors has it. A record-breaking run for Oklahoma. Capped with a fifth national championship. I've been trying for the last couple of years to bring people along with me on the ride that is college softball. College softball is amazing. It's a really great, like, it's a great sport. And part of the reason that it's great is the games are usually 90 minutes. You get in, you get out. 
there's a lot of energy. Like there's the the actual space of the field is smaller, and I feel like it holds in energy better than some of the other sports. It's a lot of fun. I'm I was gonna be watching college softball anyway because m- both of my alma maters are good. DePaul's really good. Alabama's really good. But I'm telling you, if you're looking, if you need a little taste, college softball, and I would suggest Pac-12 or SEC softball. Like, as your gateway drug, I would suggest that. It'll, It'll be, the overall talent will be better in those two conferences for softball than I mean, no diss. I mean, DePaul's in the Big East, the no diss of the ACC. I'm just telling you, you will enjoy SEC and Pac-12 softball a lot more. Which leads us to number one. Young, downfield, and he connects. Oh, and that is look two. This is the guy that everybody's buzzing about this spring. Touchdown, Cameron two. I think I might make a trip, if baseball's back or not, I think I might make a trip to Tuscaloosa for the spring game. And I was looking last week at Notre Dame spring game, Illinois spring game. Northwestern didn't have their date up for their spring game yet. That would be like the easiest one for me to go to. But I think I'm going to go to Tuscaloosa and and, because I haven't done a spring game yet. The weather will probably be nice. It's usually in the mid-70s there this time of year. But I, I've, I've been to, like, what I would consider, like, a regular season. I've been to a non-conference Bama game. I've been to the Iron Bowl. What's spring game look like? So that's my list. That's my list of the five things that if there is no baseball, I will find myself concentrating on. If something that you love wasn't on the list, someone hit me up and said the Wolves. No, the Wolves not on the list right now. I mean, they're kind of in the zeitgeist anyway for me. Just let me know when they're playing the checkers. That's all I care about is when they're playing the checkers. This is a quality hockey team name. Oh! If what I had on my list wasn't on your list, make your own damn list. That's what it's all about. Cam Ellis will join me to talk about the Bears next here on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.